great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. And if you are a Trump hater, if you are a Trump hater, you better enjoy your short 15 minutes now because it's not going to last very long. You found out, just like I did, even if you're a Trump hater, that no matter what you tell yourself, that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg does not have a case. Even Trump's biggest critics, bears repeating, even his biggest critics are saying exactly the same thing. I want you to listen to former Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, This is an abomination. It's the epitome of the abuse of prosecutorial power uh, to bring a case that would not be brought against anyone else. Uh, They are going after the man, not a crime. Mm. And the legal theory, uh, frankly, is pathetically weak. The case is held together by, you know, chicken wire and and uh, uh, paper clips and rubber bands. Now, it, it bears repeating. That's not a Trump ally. That's a critic. I'm going to get to another critic in just one second. Don't believe me. I told you, folks, that Bragg didn't have anything. And he proved my case just a short time ago. I want you to listen again to the former attorney general who is no fan of Donald Trump, Bill Barr. I want you to listen one more time to what he has to say. Uh, This is an abomination. It's the epitome of the abuse of prosecutorial power uh, to bring a case that would not be brought against anyone else. Uh, They are going after the man, not a crime. Mm. And the legal theory uh, frankly, is pathetically weak. The case is held together by, you know, chicken wire and and uh, uh, paper clips and rubber bands. No, the only thing I disagree with, Mr. Barr, it's not held together by paper clips and uh, rubber bands. There is no case. Did you watch the news conference with the district attorney? There is no case. So that's one critic. Now, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Among Trump's biggest Republican critics, Mitt Romney, coming to his defense in this case. Quoting Romney, I believe President Trump's character and conduct make him unfit for office. Okay, that's classic Mitt Romney. But after Mr. Trump's arraignment, Romney went on to say, Even so, I believe the New York prosecutor has stretched, keyword, stretched to reach felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. One of Trump's biggest critics. Also adding, Utah Senator Mitt Romney, the prosecutor's overreach sets a dangerous precedent for criminalizing political opponents and damages the public's faith in our justice system. Sorry, Trump haters, there is no there there. This is about to blow up in your face. And consider this. Even if there was a trial, I don't believe there will be one, 
based on what we have seen so far, the evidence, it would happen, it would fall just as Republican primary voters would be making their choice for the presidential nomination. We are about to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And if you can't get through on one of our lines, you can tweet me uh, your comment uh, at Dominic TV, Facebook and Instagram, Dominic Carter TV. So I want to make sure I got this correct. Charges of falsifying business records qualify in this case as a felony rather than a misdemeanor only if Mr. Trump's intent to defraud intent to defraud included an effort to commit or conceal a second crime. It's unclear whether Mr. Bragg has settled on the specifics of that second crime. There is no there there. And this legal strategy carries challenges for the Manhattan District Attorney. Never before has a New York prosecutor brought an election law case involving a federal election and bringing such a a case like this, untested case against anyone, let alone a former president, raises the risk that a judge or appeals court could dismiss or narrow the case. There is no there there. If you hate Trump, you better enjoy the last couple of hours. It's not going to last long. I want you to listen to what Mr. Trump had to say once he arrived back in Florida in Mar-a-Lago as he commented and gave his speech specifically mentioning and targeting Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. And now this massive election interference at a scale never seen before in our country, beginning with the radical left, George Soros-backed prosecutor Alvin Bragg of New York, who campaigned on the fact that he would get President Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. This is a guy campaigning. He want to get President Trump at any cost, and this before he knew anything about me, didn't know a thing about me. He was campaigning. As it turns out, virtually everybody that has looked at this case, including rhinos and even hardcore Democrats, say there is no crime and that it should never have been brought. Mr. Trump talking to uh, his supporters. And so before I start with your telephone calls, let's just go over the rough case of what prosecutors are alleging. And this is as murky as can be at best a misdemeanor. And it's certainly not something you go after a former president about. So according to the prosecutors, if they are to be believed while serving as the commander in chief, Mr. Trump reimbursed Mr. Cohen And that's where the fraud kicks in, prosecutors say. In internal records, they say Mr. Trump's company falsely classified the repayment to Mr. Cohen as legal expenses, citing a retainer agreement, yet there were no such expenses, the prosecutors say, and the retainer agreement was fictitious as well, and to make it sound even worse, to link Mr. Trump to those false records, prosecutors cited an Oval Office meeting in the White House between Mr. Trump and Mr. Cohen, during which they confirmed this repayment 
agreement. The charges, if you believe the prosecutors, focus on the payoff to uh, Ms. Daniels. And uh, the prosecutors also accuse the former president of orchestrating a broader scheme to influence the 2016 election by purchasing damaging stories about him to keep them under wrap. Let's start with Jerry in New Jersey. Jerry, it says here on my screen that you believe there's a case here. Okay, so I think uh, there's really not a case here, but even though there isn't one, I think the odds of Trump being convicted are much higher than we than we think. And I'll tell you why. One is that a jury decides facts. And most of the people on this jury in New York are going to be the equivalent of having like Mrs. Clinton, Chuck Schumer and Kamala Harris on the jury, uh, like mindset. And not, not, the, entire, rhinos, not the entire jury. No, not the entire jury. So you're not going to get you may not get a conviction, maybe not. But more than likely, you'll never get an acquittal, which means you could be retried. Okay, okay but wait, 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 Jerry, you, you're correct. But but if you're a defendant in a case, a hung jury uh, amounts to a victory as well. It does normally. But for Trump, just going through this and then having multiple cases that they're going to spring on him from different jurisdictions, he's going to be going through this continually and only one has to stick. Just one charge. You know where he's going? He's going to jail. No. Let me tell you why. No, oh, no, yes. no. Jerry, Jerry, Dominic, wait, wait, Jerry, uh, Jerry, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. But, Jerry, even if he's convicted, and it's my contention that this thing will never see the light of day of a courtroom, even if he's convicted, the judge has the option of sentencing him to probation. They will never send a former president of the United States to prison. That will never happen. And I'll tell you why they will. The judge who will make that decision, such as this judge here, will say he's not above the law. I cannot absolutely treat him differently than some others have been treated. And really, the only real reason is they want to stop him from being able to run. But the judge is going to say, I have to mete out justice equally. And other people have gone to jail. I'm simply not going to let a celebrity get away with this. He's going to do some time. And that's the he's way it's going to go down. It's No, no. For, and, and the mistake that you made, I, I respect you. I, and you have a lot of courage, Jerry, for stating something that's never going to happen. But but you, you said the jury will convict. I say they won't. And number two, I have watched juries. I have studied juries. And the only way they can convict Jerry is they have to understand what they are convicting the person of. I don't even think the prosecutors could make a strong case of where they're going with this. It's Jerry. I thank you for the call. It's never going to happen. Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, to put this in further perspective, this elusive uh, uh, concealment of a crime that's supposed to make it a felony. Now, I don't I'm not sure what this is, but I my guess is that it's an illegal campaign contribution get by guess who? Donald Trump. In other words, what they're saying is he illegally uh, he illegally by 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 because this story was meant to protect him in the campaign, they're going to construe this as a campaign contribution. In other words, you can't even you can't even pay your own hush money just because you're running for a campaign. This is absolutely ridiculous. Well, well, well no, 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 Larry, you can't. You can't because that's considered a, a, a contribution. That That's illegal. That's illegal. You, can, you, Wait, cannot, hold on, hold on. you cannot do that. If you're a private businessman, then yes, and it's done every day. Let's be honest about it so that a negative story does not come forward. But but if you are dealing with a presidential campaign, that's a no-no. No, but no, no, listen to me, Dominic. It's not all one way. Uh, the lawyers are going to say, and this is very plausible, that just because he's running for an office doesn't make him – not a private businessman. Anymore. In other words, he's protecting his family. He's got a reputation beyond politics. Okay, so he he had a big reputation before he ever ran. No, I no, mean, just but, because but, but he's Larry, running, he can't, Larry, he can't. No, no, uh, you, you can't say just because he's running the campaign. You can't get around that. You cannot get around that. That's what they're trying to do. His lawyers are trying. That's what their lawyers are aiming to say that he was doing it to protect the embarrassment of his family, not 
to promote his campaign. That's their legal argument. Okay, and so, it's a winning legal argument. Well, well, no, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What I want to do, hold on a second here, Larry. I want to listen to uh, his new lead attorney, followed by uh, Joe Tacopina, his actual attorneys, what they had to say about the case a few hours ago. I think that what you saw in the indictment that was, that was unsealed today um, what has been talked about for the past seven years, and the district attorney has turned um, what is actually a completely political issue into a political prosecution, and it's not a good day. I don't expect, I don't expect this to happen um, in this country. You don't expect this to happen um, to somebody who was the president of the United States. He's frustrated. He's upset. But I'll tell you what, he's motivated. And it's not going to stop him. And it's not going to slow him down. And it's not. And this is what the other defense attorney, one of the other defense attorneys, Joe Tacopina, had to say. Guys, here's what we're going to talk about today. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the insufficiency of this case. And I will say this to you. Today's unsealing of this indictment shows that the rule of law died in this country. Because while everyone is not above the law, no one's below it either. And if this man's name was not Donald J. Trump, there is no scenario we'd all be here today. Please understand that based on these charges. And uh, that's what the uh, the lawyers had to say, Larry. It's going to be interesting, but I am telling you, there is no there there. And this is so convoluted. This is never going to uh, uh, stand up to muster in terms of in a courtroom. It's just not going to happen. They're making him a legal pariah is what they're doing, because the theory, the theory doesn't even fit the facts. So they're, make, they're trying to make him a legal pariah. Well, Larry, I I appreciate your call, and uh, thank you, and let's continue. We are taking your telephone calls. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to Jeff in Orange County. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you today? Good. Go right ahead, please. So, Dominic, you've called this step by step, 100 percent. Your crystal ball is right on the money. And you had made a comment that Alvin Bragg will this will be the demise of Alvin Bragg. In your opinion, do you feel after this whole after aftermath is over that this will give the opening for Kathy Hochul to actually fire him? Absolutely not. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. First African-American district attorney in Manhattan, he is untouchable. No one this, will touch him. This is such a black eye, though. It, I it, don't it, is, how... it, it is a black eye. But to the base, to the base, to the base, Jeff, they don't care. They're high-fiving each other. We got Trump. We, no, you didn't get Trump. All you did was embarrass yourself. But for right now, they're under the illusion, Jeff, the illusion that they, this is the beginning of the end of taking down Donald Trump. They have practically reelected him, if you will, and they will find that out the hard way. But, but they're absolutely not. Hoku, Hoku will not touch Bragg. Uh, uh, remember, uh, most of the borough is somewhat of Manhattan, somewhat liberal, and uh, they are under the belief, uh, and they're wrong, that Trump is getting what he deserves. With that being said, Dominic, I, it, I mean, not to disrespect the the stands of the world and jury earlier, the, the jury's never going to see this case. So I, it, I, I don't believe just, so either. Yeah. So I, I, their their opinion about it and being indicted, it, it's not it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Right. It, it's it's wishful thinking, Jeff. And thank you for the call. It's wishful thinking on Mr. Trump's uh, critics by them. They believe this is the beginning of the end of Donald Trump. They believe this is the takedown. But this is the absolute opposite of that. Look at the money that he's raising. And do yourself a favor. You don't have to send me emails trying to spin me that this is going to. I am telling you the truth, and you will see how this is going to play out. So you're not going to be able to spin me and tell me I'm wrong and Trump is going down. All you have done has made him 
has made him larger than life. He's going to get the Republican nomination. He's not going to go away. This case will never see the light of day of a courtroom. And now that the court that that, that the uh, charges have been brought, uh, 34 felony counts, Mr. Trump pleads not guilty. Now the question becomes, how does the establishment get out of this? Is it going to be an appellate court? Is it going to be a stripping of the charges? Remember the criminal case against uh, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, federal, federal, hung jury on the first one, the first trial. The judge then stripped most of the charges. The judge stripped the meat of the case. The feds then turned around and said, well, we're not coming back now. And I I just, you know, that there's something to be said for not tipping your hand uh, to the media, especially in a case like this. But this is the best you've got. And here it is. Here it is hours later, and I'm still trying to put my fingers on exactly uh, what the allegation uh, is here against uh, the former president of the United States, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I I simply want to say that the wicked Manhattan DA is the puppet of the rest of the wicked puppet masters. And when I spoke yesterday morning, I was quoting the historical facts from over 2,000 years ago. Right, but but please, Jacqueline, let's not go down that road again, please. Can can I just defend myself? But Jacqueline, I I don't want to engage in another conversation about a Bible uh, quote or verse, please. I'm not not going there. Okay, go ahead. One of your callers uh, from the Bronx, who's constantly complaining about how disadvantaged he is and how disadvantaged he was throughout his entire life, doesn't know me. And he's got no right to make any assumptions about me. And as someone who attended Catholic school from grammar school through high school and four years of college, I think that more than qualifies me to comment and quote the facts that give account of events that happened over 2,000 years yeah, but ago. Jacqueline, but, but I have to be honest with you. I, let you. I was trying to be polite. I let you go on way too long with that the other night. Is there anything else that you want to say as it relates to this case? No, the only thing is I I think you gave that individual a whole lot more time in debating the issue. And and I don't think I don't think he's he's got any justification to do so. I'm not the only person who can see the parallels clearly with today's events and those of the past six years. Other people see it also with President Trump. And thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Jacqueline. You have a, uh, a great morning. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue. I am telling you, folks, there is no there there. And let me just say this in tossing to a uh, break. Coming up Thursday morning, I will be with my big boss, John Katsimatidis. We'll be doing the uh, the morning show together tomorrow. tomorrow it's uh, Rita Cosby with Mr. Katsimatidis. On Friday, it's Andrew Giuliani. And if you get a chance after this show is over tonight or after you listen to Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, uh, go to the WABC website and you can listen to my latest podcast that has just been posted. It is on the issue of the transgender community. And I just want to say this, folks, in tossing to a break, you know, I try to be fair with everyone. I try my best, time permitting, to let people have their say. And then when I do that, I get 10 emails saying that I'm too nice and that I'm letting people go on way too long. So we've got to find the fine line. And we'll get there. When we come back, we're going to Queens, Los Angeles, Paramus, or other parts of New Jersey, and Connecticut. But now they have really stepped up their efforts by indicting 
the 45th President of the United States who received <laughs> 75 million votes, which is more than any sitting president in the history of our country. And the allegation uh, and my, my uh, statement of the morning is that there is no there there and this is a waste of time, resources. It will not see the light of day of a courtroom. And it's disgusting that a former president of the United States of America is being treated this way. The prosecutors are specifically charging that hush money payments involving falsifying business records and that they became felonies because they were made to improperly influence the 2016 presidential election. And and you may have heard the headlines out of Chicago. Bad news, bad news. The progressive, if you thought Larry, uh, Lori Lightfoot was bad, another progressive is coming right after her, Brandon Johnson. I'm going to update you on, on that in uh, just a second. But let's go to uh, Dave in Los Angeles. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Okay, first of all, I'm Trump's biggest fan, and I hope that you're right when you say they're going to drop it. I want to seriously ask you, Dominic, given that the Democrats are so shady and they'll break any law and there's no accountability, you know, look at how Hunter Biden gets off, Hillary Clinton gets off, look what they did in the election with ballot harvesting. I believe if they can give Trump the death penalty, they would hang his ass if they got a conviction. You say they wouldn't do that to a former president. Well, this is Donald Trump. So I'd like to ask you, how? why do you think that this won't go to jury? Well, because it's a, it's a, it's a untested uh, case in terms of, let's use the word, a novel way that they're going to try and prosecute this. One, there's a question of whether or not they have the authority to do so because it's a, as I said earlier, it's a, a federal, uh, it was a federal campaign and they're coming after him, uh, with state charges. And the reason why they're coming him at, at, at with state charges is that's the only way they can get the felony hook into this. But you better believe that Trump's team, Dave, uh, they, you know, they are well aware of the facts that the feds passed on this, that Cy Vance passed on this. It's not going to happen. You know, we can pretend. We we can all pretend that Mr. Trump is a normal defendant. He's a regular American in a court of law, and he's going to be treated just like the rest of us. Ah, Not going to happen. This is the former president of the United States. So, again, Dave, why do you think it's going to go to trial? Because it, it is not going to. I think that the reason why is because the fix is in and all law precedent rules out the window. The Democrats are in charge. We're going to get this guy and hopefully a jury will convict him. That's the one thing why he might get off that one juror. But they will lie, cheat and do anything. There's no accountability. They're going to break every law and rule. And what can the what can Trump fans do? Nothing, because you're not allowed to do anything or else you're accused of being January 6th. So they're going to just railroad the guy and all the rules out the window. I I do not believe you can railroad the former president of the United States. Thank you for the call, Dave. No matter who that former president is, uh, I don't think the former president in in a court of law can can be railroaded. And um, okay, and, and let me let me put this another way. What I found with great interest so I, I cannot watch MSNBC because I will throw up. It's not news. It's an advocacy channel that's just telling basically black people what they want to hear. That's that's their claim to fame to get black people to watch. We're gonna we're gonna ignore the reality and we're just gonna tell you all day what you want to hear. So and also progressives, they go into that same category. So I watched uh, 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 somewhat CNN that I uh, and I go back and forth between CNN and Fox and um, I watched CNN and even the most progressive commentators were like, huh, this is all you got. This is the best case that you have. 
I mean, commentator after commentator after commentator said exactly the same thing, that this case is weak, and it's you'll see, folks, you'll see, and then I may have to pull this tape because when, when it's dismissed, everybody and their mother will say, I knew it was going to be dismissed, and, you know, it, the evidence just wasn't there. I may have to save this tape to remember my prediction to you. I do want to talk about Chicago for a second. I'm going to go back to your telephone calls in just a moment. So Chicago is about to go from bad to worse. Lori Lightfoot is out. Progressive Brandon Johnson has been elected Chicago's new mayor. And um, he's a, uh, a progr- progressive. Hint, hint, hint. Warning, warning, warning. A progressive Cook County commissioner that was backed by the powerful teachers union. And he's going to be the uh, the next mayor. Over the moderate candidate, Paul Vallis, uh, a former city school superintendent who had campaigned on a pro-police message. Hint, hint, hint. In a race where concerns about violent crime was central. And so Vallis uh, said at his election night event that he had called Johnson to concede the uh, the race valets campaigned on a pro-police, as he should have, tough on crime, as he should have, message. And he vowed to fill hundreds of vacancies in the Chicago Police Department and said he would emphasize community policing and, and police officers on public transit after uh, violent crime has gone on on Chicago, gone up on Chicago's uh, transit authority system. And he also highlighted uh, the guy that won his history of supporting calls to defund the police. Of course, the new mayor now says, I never said that. I, I never said those things. Wait until you see what happens now. So Johnson, who's African-American, the winner, has argued that uh, Vallis was too conservative for the electorate in a city where 83% of voters backed the Democratic presidential ticket in 2020. So here we go again. Here we go again. Almost like a robot, like a robot. Vote Democratic. And black children are dying every day in Chicago. And now here we go. The next African-American mayor. And nothing will change. And more of the uh, kids will die. And, of course, for the first month or so, he'll show up at crime scenes. And I care. And after about a month, it'll go back to Lori Lightfoot, number two. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. So a couple of big stories going on tonight. And here in New York City, coming up in about uh, seven minutes, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, guess which city is facing budget cuts again Because of the migrant crisis, New York City, courtesy of your mayor, Eric Adams, more budget cuts and has the nerve to admit that it's because of the migrant crisis. We didn't stand out there saying, come to Nueva York. We didn't do that. Mr. Mayor, you did. So why should we suffer yet again for migrants? Jack in New Jersey. Good morning, Jack. What's on your mind? Jack. 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 Okay, Jack's not there. He's on delay. Jack's done. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Two quick comments. One on Trump. I just want to say that they say that uh, the the problem with this, from what I'm understanding, is he used this to advantage his campaign. So, you know, make him look better so he wouldn't look bad. Uh, it's hysterical to me that we had the biggest in-kind uh, uh, donation ever with the media not running the Biden uh, laptop, Hunter Biden laptop, and Joe's influence in, you know, this peddling, his influence around the world, which would have been known. 
Um, so to me, when you look at the number of people that said they wouldn't have voted for Biden had they known what was on that laptop, just a little bit that we know of, you know, it's not all even been put out there. And to me, it's it's just a disgrace. Again, the media hand in hand with the DNC um, and also the fact that Congress, through the Office of Compliance, has handed out over 17 million dollars to um, members of Congress through uh, sexual harassment cases and discrimination cases. And are those not to better? We don't know who got them. We don't know the payouts, but are they to benefit the, the campaigns, you know, to, to keep people in good standing? So to me, this is just, it, it's just so sad what happened today. And last but not least in Chicago on the mayor, um, you're absolutely right. And to me, it's just the epitome of identity politics and how bad identity politics is, whether you're going to vote all Asian, all Jew, all white, all black, whatever. If you're just going to vote for your guy for, because he looks or talks like you, this is what it, you're, you're right. He's going to probably be worse than Lori Lightfoot if possible. He's an, he's an organizer for the teacher union. And look what they have done to the black children in public schools out there. Talk about the soft bigotry of low expectations. The teachers get more and more. The kids get less and less. And let's not forget there were 526 homicide victims, black homicide victims. There were 630, 630 victims, 526 of them in Chicago last year in 2022. Go on and look up the faces in the Chicago Sun-Times. There's a printout of every one of them with photographs. And how they will they, – that's that somehow is okay because now there's a black guy in office or a black woman. What has that black guy or that black woman done for the black community? Absolutely nothing. And it saddens me that that's what this country has come to. And I think well, Martin Luther King is rolling in his grave. And I, I thank I, you, Don. I, I agree with you on on, on that, uh, Jennifer. And thank you uh, for the call. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is, folks, in terms of uh, Chicago. It, you would think that people would say, people, I, I'm going to be honest with you, people are just lost. You would think they would say, you're a progressive, I'm running the opposite direction. I'm running the opposite direction. I would have said in Chicago, if I'm a voter, I've had enough of the progressives. I don't know if I can afford this for another day because I might end up with a bullet in my head. So let me go with the with the pro-law enforcement guy and maybe maybe he'll clean up the city. Maybe. But the, the reality is, and I'm trying to find the, the nice way to say this, it comes down to racial politics. And what it comes down to in Chicago, the African-American candidate gets before the community. You know how this goes. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm with you, brother. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. I'm with you. We the people. They don't understand our community. And then he takes office and he's got his police detail. And so he's protected. And the babies, the African-American babies, will continue to get hit by stray bullets. And no one will say anything. And then they will complain and say why things are not getting better. That's how this will uh this this is how this will go down. Gary in New Jersey. Good morning, Gary. What's on your mind? Real quick, Jay, Democrats are their own worst enemy. But my, my point is I wonder if Ron DeSantis is going to come to his senses and now go to Trump and kiss his butt and ask for the vice presidency or the secretary of state or something. Because there's no way, and, every, and you know that you've said it, that Trump is going to lose that primary. So, you know, I, well, I can't it, understand it, why Ron DeSantis. It, it, hey, Gary, if DeSantis were smart, that's what he would do. But I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know if DeSantis wants to tag his future with uh, President Trump. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because we, well, we, we, have to, we have to agree that at times the former president can be controversial. Uh, but, I, but, Gary, you are correct. They, they will be, if, if you're one of the other Republican candidates tonight, you might as well call it a day and, and, just, and, just, and just say, you know what, I'm with Team Trump. And, and may, maybe, thank you for the call, Gary, maybe, maybe he will appoint me a cabinet secretary or vice president or whatever it may be. But um, if you think you're going to beat Donald Trump, 
in a Republican primary now? The, the, the chances were slim to none before. But now? You think you're going to beat him in a Republican primary? Not going to happen. That's for you, Mr. DeSantis. That's for any Republican candidate that's out there. We might as well go to the general election. We, we might as well. And this time, and I say this with all due respect, and it's really not a slam and it's not a partisan comment. It's the truth. This time, Mr. Biden, Mr. President, you don't have COVID to play uh, hide-and-seek in your Delaware basement. You don't have that this time. You've got to run a campaign. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Queens to South Carolina, Paramus, Brooklyn, and Yonkers. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Wow. In terms of this this case, folks, there's no there there. It's, it's embarrassing that this type of case is going forward. But you know what's also embarrassing? And we're going to get back to your telephone calls in just one second. So you got the the race for mayor in Chicago as well. Big embarrassment, the progressive one. So unfortunately, when these animals start killing the babies again, and it may happen tomorrow, you know how things go in Chicago. You have nobody to blame but yourself. And here in New York City, Mayor Adams, his administration, has ordered another 4% cut to most New York City agency budgets and has the nerve to admit that the reason is the migrant crisis. So we are paying yet again for something that you welcome them here, Mr. Mayor, and we've got to deal with it. This is on top of two belt-tightening directives from last year. So the migrant children, and they have to get their education, but they're going to school, tying up resources, making the jobs of teachers even harder, English as a second language, everything screwed up. In East Ramapo, where I live in Rockland, migrant children are coming there. The school system was already about to burst to begin with. And this is the world that we live in. And the greatest injury in terms of embarrassment is this uh, trumped-up case on Trump. That's all it is. Let's go to Sherry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sherry. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Good morning. First of all, you beat me to the Chicago fiasco. I can't believe that they voted that way again. But uh, Trump is like a phoenix. He's going to rise from the ashes yet again. Well, I, I believe so, Sherry. Um, I, I think looking at his um, at his uh, event in uh, Florida just a few hours ago, it, it does seem that way. And, and if you just go by, I know he was before his crowd, but just pay attention to the enthusiasm of that crowd. Now multiply exactly. that by 15, and that's what's going to happen all around the country in America. Now, may I say one more thing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, his next court date is in December. They're going to try to play and let this run through the the election cycle. You realize this, right? Well, we'll see because his attorneys are not going to just sit back and take it. They, they're going to try. But remember, they're going to head to appellate court. They're going to ha- try and have this thing dismissed. Right. And if the judge, if the judge was in a partisan hack, he probably would have thrown it out today. And as far as Biden goes, they can't hide him in the basement. They have to try to hide him in the attic this time around. (laughs) Well, Sherry, thank you for the call. And as always, thank you for your service. Um, Now you're in retirement. But thank you for your longtime service to the uh, NY 
uh, PD. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, in regards to Chicago, I thought Paul Velaz would win in a narrow victory. Uh, he had the experience. He was CEO of the Chicago schools at one time and also in Philadelphia. I thought his message of uh, fighting crime would resonate with the voters, but he lost in a narrow victory to Brandon Johnson. And I think Brandon Johnson is not going to be good for Chicago. Uh, he uh, advocated uh, to uh, defund funds for the police, and he also wants to raise taxes for sh in Chicago. So I think in the future, bad days are ahead, a continuation in the Windy City. Well, I, I, will, I will say this, Al, and um, until, until, you know, I, I, I know people personally yes. that believe this game that progressives run. And they, they, they almost, I mean, they believe it. They, they actually, and it's like, it's like, don't you see what's going on they, in Chicago? In Chicago, thank you for the call, Al. As I said just a minute ago, the African-American candidate goes before the African-American community, and he basically does a wink, wink, nod, nod. This guy is not one of us. He does not understand us. Rawr, rawr. We're going to vote for him until you get shot in the head. That, that's what happens. That's what happens. He comes before the community. We are the, the African-American candidate in Chicago. We are going to make history. Rawr, rawr. We're going to vote for him. Free, free, free. We're going to give you free. We're going to get you a job. We're going to give you an education. Free, free, free. We're gonna. This is the game that's run. I know it sounds awful, but it's the truth. We're going we're gonna to do for you. The system has abandoned you, and we never will. And then he has a meeting on the budget 15 minutes later, and he says, well, you know, that's, that's campaign talk. And, and once I get elected... Then we'll deal with the reality of the situation. But, but I can't do anything to help if I don't get elected. That's the game that's run. And then you send the Chicago police out there. I'm coming back to Trump. And they're trying to protect these minority kids from these animals that are just firing at, 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 at you know, at randomly. Stray bullets have no name. But we're going to help you. Rawr. That guy doesn't understand our community. He's not one of us. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Sooner or later, you'll wake up. It may cost you your life. Marianne in Queens, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, yes. Everything is about winning the elections in 2024. That's what they want. Now, going to the facts, uh, remember the day before the indictment, all New York politicians rallied on, in support of Brax. That gave him the energy he needed to continue. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Marianne, you said all the New York politicians rallied the day Most before on behalf of, of Brax. Yes. I don't know what you mean yes. by that. Well, uh, there was a spyat. And all these politicians, they went there to in support of him. Didn't you see? That was all over. No, I, I didn't. And Espyot represents, right represents one congressional district. That's not all but the Democrats. The, yeah, but the thing is that when they see enough uh, Hispanics supporting it, they got energy. Don't tell me no, because the, the Hispanics make the difference in voting. No, 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 no. One community makes the makes the big difference, Marianne. But, but, I'm not but, talking but, about one community. Okay, but, but, but you just said you said that when all the Democrats rallied behind him, Marianne, I'm a journalist, so if you're going to say something like that, you got to be able to back it up. But please go ahead, because okay. I don't have much time. Well, this is what I'm saying. Right, that's but that's not I true. That's not the, true. They were rallying for him. You may, you may, Marianne, you may, I don't know anything about it, but you may have had, oh, a, a, okay. Marianne, you, you, may, you may have had a handful of elected officials rallying on his behalf. I don't even know about that. Yes. But just please oh, get Marianne. Okay. I don't have much I time, have so please get to your point. Okay. Second, there was not enough support in the street. Actually, I believe that Antifa overnumbered them. 
So there was no people in the street supporting president. And you look in the information that there was the politician assembly people were rallying for him almost the day before. You can see that because I have people that went there and they present whatever was happening there. That gave him a lot of support. Okay. All right, Marianne, I, I just don't have the time this morning, but I, I don't exactly understand the point. It, it sounds, thank you for the call. It sounds like you were saying that Bragg got uh, support from Democrats and they gave him the green light to do what he did, but he was going to do what he was going to do anyway. So that, that doesn't, I, I don't understand that. Folks, I see all your calls. I'm going to try and get to uh, one or two of them, but I'm joined right now by Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Good morning Dominic. to you, sir. What's going on? Ah, uh, we've had a busy night, and I know you're going to have a busy morning. That's right. That's right. Well, I don't think I can add much more to what you've been saying, so we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction and talk space next hour with uh, Dr. Sky. A ton happening. Uh, we NASA unveiled the new crew that they're going to be sending back to moon to the moon. It includes an African-American and a woman, and people are very excited about that. Also, some other uh, space news, which we're going to get into. And a lot of people concerned about TikTok. A lot of people also concerned about AI. Italy has now banned ChatGPT. Going to be joined by Adam Want in the uh, second hour of the program to talk about what the dangers of both of those things are. Third hour, a fascinating story, which everyone except me ignored this week. It looks like there's some new evidence that uh, Leonardo da Vinci might have been born. His mother might have been a slave. We're going to talk with one of the foremost Da Vinci scholars in the world to see if there's any credence to that. And then I'll be back at 6 a.m. sitting in for Sid Rosenberg for just an hour before John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby take over. And I'll give you my take on the Trump indictment and the arraignment and the political and legal implications as well. Okay, let's squeeze in as many calls as we can together. Mike in Brooklyn, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Yeah, good morning. First, I want to say thank you to the police department for handling the situation today very well, and their families that nobody was hurt. Uh, the second thing is, if this goes to the appellate court with Trump and it gets dismissed, would he yet be able to sue the city or brag or have Bragg disbarred? Mo- mo- because- most times, most times, district attorneys have legal protection against lawsuits. And how, how regular people get around that is they will sue the state. But most of the time, you cannot sue the district attorney. Okay, so he could sue the state. He could sue the state for all his legal expenses. Then uh, I, I don't know if Mr. Trump can, but but we'll see, Mike. We'll we'll see. Thank you for the call, Mike. To those of you that are on hold, we see all the calls. I do apologize that we just don't have the time to get to them. Frank, I'm going to be listening to you as I'm driving Thank home. Thank you. And uh, don't keep me up too late, okay? No promises. Folks, you want to keep it right there, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. But I'll be back again tomorrow. But first, we have news headlines here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.